You're listening to Perfectly Scarred. This is the place where we are sharing our scars through various stories and testimonies. The mission of Perfectly Scarred is to encourage you to know that your scars matter and it is important to share with others so that they too can walk in freedom. So let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Scarred Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Nelson, and I just have a special guest, and she's <laughs> joining me in the conversation of Father Wounds. Um, my best friend, Summer Good, Good, however you pronounce it. <laughs> good. I say good. I say good, too. but I don't know if that's right, but that's what I say. <laughs> So I'm excited to have Summer on here with me. I've been telling her she's going to get on here with me and talk about whatever, but um, just in healing, I just thought it was important to have um, someone that's experienced these things and, and overcoming. So I said, mm-hmm. Summer, come on, let's let's go. So I'm excited to mm-hmm. have you. So me Summer, too. just introduce yourself for me. Um. So yes, like you said, I'm Summer. I... Uh, currently live in Lake Charles, Louisiana, per the will of the Lord, or I would probably still be where you are with my best friend. <laughs> um, but no, I'm so I'm from Arkansas. I was there for 26 years. But yeah, again, I am currently the children's director at our church. Um, love it. I'm married, have two boys. Um, they are the light of my life. Couldn't do anything without them, truly. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that's me in a nutshell. I'm a mom, I work, and wife, all things, all the things. And I absolutely love things. her. I, she's mm-hmm. she's. I talked about her in, I believe it was church hurt. I was talking about summer and how our friendship just kind of grew from her just loving me where I was. Mm-hmm. So. I always tell her that, like, I just appreciate that part of her because she truly is compassionate about people that are hurting. She truly loves everybody. Um, she's the most genuine person that I know. And if no. anybody got something to say, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, no, but on a serious note, Summer is truly like a Christ representative. And I just, I, I don't know what I do without her. So I appreciate her. Same, same. Yes. So I just want to know, Summer, just uh, can you share a little bit about your, um, how long you've been in this apostolic faith and yeah, uh, been here for a long time, you got, you got generations. <laughs> yes, yes, I am, I think I am fifth, fifth generation. Yes, I am fifth generation on both sides. Um on both sides. Uh, um, but so anyway, yes, I was born and raised in this. I, um, I have to say I was blessed to be born and raised in this. Um, so many stories, which are, I love to hear all the stories of people that found the faith, you know, in, in their adult life or, or teenage life and, um, overcome so many things because of our faith, but I am blessed to say there was a lot of things I did not have to encounter because God allowed me to be born into this. Um, and my parents, uh, raised me to, to 
love this faith and, and it's become part of my identity. So yeah, it's, it's the only thing I know. <laughs> it is truly the only thing I know. And that is something I do not take lightly because mm. I know there are so many out there that don't have that story and had to walk through a lot of things. Um, and I didn't have to, by the grace of God, I didn't have to. Yeah. And that's a blessing. And I, you mm-hmm. know, not having to go through that and being protected it's, it's mm-hmm. a blessing. So if you're listening and you, you're like, well, I don't have a, I don't have a testimony. I don't have a, right. your testimony is that you was here, that God right. kept you. And so that's the best, hey, you don't want to deal with everything we got to deal with on the other side of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it doesn't mean that you don't have hurt. It doesn't mean that you right. don't get hurt just because you stuck it out and you're here. Um, you know, it just shows how you you were sustained in it um, throughout all the things that you went through, and so that's what I want to talk about today. So, yeah. um, just from your take, why is talking about healing from father wounds important? Um, so I, I feel like truly, when it pertains to our walk and our kingdom purpose, um, and just us as individuals. It is very important because it's the nature of God. You know, it's how he laid out to be. He laid out man and woman to to be together, but then to raise their children, you know, to raise disciple makers, disciples. And um, so I think for our identity, it is very important, especially for young people, um, because we make so many of our life altering decisions, you know, in Mm -hmm. that late teen twenties, so many decisions and, um, dealing with parental hurt, specifically what I am talking about or what you had me on here talking about is it's father hurt. And, um, in, in the lack thereof, or the lack of the relationship, whatever, um, it alters our personality So therefore affects our decisions. Um, You know, you become, you can, you can easily become so bitter, which again, alters every Mm -hmm. part of your life, you know, Mm -hmm. self-doubt or self-loathing, emotionally stunted. So every part, everything that fatherhood hurt or, or the lack of them being present or whatever it, it can, if you don't relinquish all of that, that comes with it, it, it genuinely does affect every part of your life. And I think if we don't get a hold of it, um, you can get sidetracked for a, a long time, yeah. a long time. Yeah. So it is important to deal with it and to talk about it and to acknowledge it um, because it's just, it's, it's a nature of God and we have to deal with it. Now we don't always choose our path I didn't choose the path that I got put on you know um but I can choose how I deal with it right in my approach to it yeah that's good um so can you share a little bit of your background and a little bit of your story with your uh dad and growing up with him Sure, sure. Um, so I, I feel like I, I have to, I don't have to, I, I want to um, start out by saying that my dad is still a large part of my life. You know, um, he is very important to me. I love my dad. I'm proud of my dad. Um, we had 
have had a, a really rocky road. Um, but I am blessed to, to my dad lives for God today. And our relationship is, <clears throat> is what it should be. Um, and I also have to say though, I was beyond blessed with my stepdad. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things that I feel like I was able to avoid. I dealt with a whole bunch of things, but there was a lot that I was able to avoid because I was blessed with my stepdad. Yeah. So I have to say that. But so anyway, um, my my parents were probably um, I was I was probably three years old when um, they got separated. And again, this is their story, so I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that, but. I was three years old when I got divorced. Um, so I, I, I was with my mom. She was a single mom. And, and you know, of course, they kind of had shared custody. So we would go um, see my dad summers, weekends, you know, whatever he could. Um, and he raised us the best way that he could. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot. Um, my dad is a is a pillar in the faith. I have to say that, but younger, when he was very young, he, um, he lost both of his parents to a, an, an evil tragic accident. Um, and that shaped him for the rest of his life. Uh, so it was a kind of a domino effect, right? So yeah. he, his life was completely altered at six years old when this act took place. Um, and it, it shaped him to who he was and who he became to be and, and, you know, and kind of went into um, drugs and, and things like that. And just let, led a hard life because of the lack of parental relationships in his life. Yeah. Um, he was raised by his grandparents and I don't think they were very active. You know, I think he, by 16 years old, he was living on his own you know, doing his own thing. And at 16 years old, my gosh, like I can't imagine what well, I right. can't imagine, you know, um, I still need my parents at 33. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like I would be lost without my parents. Um, so it, it was, it, it just, it set him on that path. So again, um, he, he loved, he, loves me and my sister and we always knew that I never doubted that but um, he had a lot of demons that he was dealing with and growing up I saw a lot of things you know I heard a lot of things I um, was exposed to a lot of things and and again I'm not going to get into all of that because um, I respect my dad you know my dad and I don't want to give specifics but I had to grow up very fast because I had my sister. Um, we, we were joined at the hip. So of course we, we, we experienced all of this together. Um, things that two little girls should never have to see or know. Um, but I was her big sister. So I had to grow up very fast and I shielded her from a lot so from a very young, young age, I felt the weight mm-hmm. of um, emotional trauma <laughs> from a very young age. And because I am who I am, I loved my dad and I would never t- 
tell my mom what was going on. Yeah. I just, I just dealt with it because I love my dad and I wanted to be, I wanted to see my dad. I wanted to visit my dad. And, uh, so I, I just, you keep, you keep piling it on. You keep, you just keep dealing with it. And, um, very recently I've learned that even my sister, now, that's her story. I, I wouldn't tell her story, but um, even even to this day, she deals with some repercussions of the things that she saw, even though, you know, I thought I had I had children from her from so many things. And um, but when you're in it, you, you don't you don't realize just how much how much that affects individuals, you know. Um, so it was it was rough. <clears throat> um, and it just. I mean, really throughout my whole childhood and my teenage years, you, you kind of move into when you have when you have a parent that's dealing with um, hurt themselves, they uh, they kind of stop in, in a phase of life and you transition into to being their caretaker, you know. And um, so now I'm shielding my sister and I also feel like I'm kind of leading my father, you know, um, and. I didn't realize it until a few years ago that I just was consumed with bitterness um, because you, you, you question why, why does it have to be like this? Why do I have to deal with this? You know, why, why does my, my dad had to deal with the things that he dealt with. Why did he have to walk through those things? So therefore I'm having to walk through those things. Right. And you, I, I didn't realize it, but it affected so many things in my life. I, um, I, I guess I, I shielded myself from a lot of people and you don't realize it, you know, cause I am a friendly person. I am a kind person. Um, but I, I would keep relationships at arm's length and um, because it was just easier that way. You know, yeah. it was just easier not to feel, you know, and I, everyone could come to me and be transparent. But I, it, it was very, very hard for me to be transparent with others. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, uh, that that's it without giving too many details, because I, I just... I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to downgrade my dad again, who I love very dearly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then in that, I feel like it's a lot of one thing that you did say is like, you think that you shield your, like you thought that you shielded your sister, but in fact, she saw it. And I mm -hmm. think that we don't even realize just to piggyback that, we do get affected by those things that happen at a young age and those seeds are planted. And so trying to figure out, okay, why am I like this? Like you get late, you know, you get grown and later on in life and you're like, why don't I have certain relationships or why I can't trust certain people or trust people period? Or why is it, why am I struggling in this area? And so, and it goes back to those those roots, well, those seeds that were planted at a young age, you know, trying to take all that on. So let me ask you this. How did you, at what point did you say, okay, I need to work on this relationship. I need to be intentional 
with working on this relationship with my dad? Um, honestly, I was probably married. I, well, yes, that was when I realized it. it, It's, it's funny now. Um, but when I was younger, like you don't, you don't realize, but when you see their name come across the phone and you just, you just, you just kind of cringe and cause you, you don't know what's going to be meeting you on the other, on the other end. And, um, I, I guess I had just like a aha moment. I realized I was doing that. And I always just thought that I, I, I adore my dad and I do, I do. I absolutely yeah. love my dad and, and I trust my dad. I know that I can call him and he's going to drop everything for me. You know, he's going to pray for me. He's going to pray yeah. for my sister. But, um, but I, I realized that's what I was doing. Like when he would call, I would just, it was kind of like a PTSD. Like, you're just like, Oh, I don't know what's, what's yeah. going to happen. What's what's going to be said. And, um, and, and, like, and I could feel anger hovering at the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know what was supposed to be asked of me or, 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 or what, what the case might be. I just didn't know. Um, so I, I started recognizing that when I was, when I got married, because my um, wonderful, sweet husband pulls a lot of things out of me and, <laughs> and will acknowledge, Hey, we may want to deal with that, you know? Um, but then, so I don't know that I necessarily ignored him, but I, I just was like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and then I was in a service one day and, and I kept, I kept questioning, like, why, why can't I move further into my walk? Like I've been raised in this, like I was in that, like a transitional phase, you know, I was 24, 25, and, and you really are becoming like super kingdom minded at that point, yeah. you know, because you, you, you've, you're, it's a new phase of life. And I was, it was a season I was like, okay, I don't feel like I'm doing anything. Like God's not talking to me, da, 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 da. you know, like all the lies really, he's yeah. always talking are just, are, are we, are we emptying ourselves enough to listen? Um, but I had a minister finally, I guess it was kind of like that neon sign that you mm-hmm. apparently I had to have in that moment. And he came and told me that, um, my relationship with my father or the lack thereof, um, and I, I know he was speaking more to the emotional side because I did have a relationship with my father, but there was this whole other beast that I wasn't dealing with. Um, was hindering my relationship with my heavenly father. And it's, and it was because of unforgiveness and I had been consumed with bitterness. So that was kind of like my neon moment. Um, the Lord had to send someone to tell me (laughs) that, Hey, you're not dealing with this and it's affecting your walk, you know? Yeah. And what have you, cause you worked in, you worked in youth ministry for a long time. Right before the kids (laughs) yes so what what did you see as a when you as a youth pastor and seeing Mm -hmm. children in dysfunctional homes like how did you connect with them in that area yeah um so that I had when 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 I started dealing with uh 
it was probably around the same timeline, honestly, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit, a little bit before we were helping with young people, but it was around the same timeline that I started dealing with it, you know, mm-hmm. and I started approaching this through prayer and fasting and a little bit of counseling. Um, <clears throat> so I, I realized that I had went through all of this because I was moving into a season where I was going to have a lot of young people that were going to be dealing and fighting the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's always how God works. Always how God works. If you're walking through something or, or you're being tried by fire, we like to say, there will be, it may not be immediate, but there will be a season where you are to influence and to speak life to someone that's walked through something that you walked through. So that's exactly what happened. I move into a season of um, being a a youth pastor's wife. And I would say a large majority of them were dealing with parental hurt or um, broken homes or things like that. Um, So there was a whole nother level of compassion that Mm -hmm. I, I was moved by my experience, but I was moved with grace and compassion. And, and I feel it was more so God was moving through me, you know, he was loving through me and, and his grace was flowing through me. Um, so yeah, it was, it was because of that, that I was able to, I could honestly tell these young people and they knew it because I was being transparent with them I could honestly say, Hey, I know what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. I know what you're dealing with. Let me help you. Yeah. And, um, not all, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure some still fight in some ways or another, but I feel like God allowed me to speak life to quite a few of them that were dealing with basically the same thing I was, you know? So I thank God for that because if I hadn't have walked through that, I may not have been able to help those young people um, the way I was able to, because of my experience. We go through something and it's not even for us. It's for the next person. And yeah, you know, God sees that. And so when we are in those situations, we, I have to remember that, like, I'm not going through this by myself. I know that this is not in vain what I go through. As far as your journey, what does that look like? Can you kind of break that down for us and how yeah. you had to be like, okay, we gotta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, so there are a, um, I feel like your journey, mine specifically was just made up of moments, you know, and and specific moments happened, you know, whether it be in a service or a word of encouragement or a scripture I came across, or, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be anything because God, God sends, he sends, um, words and all, all shapes and sizes. So Mm -hmm. I know like my journey was made up of many, 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 many moments, uh, that, I knew there was a, there was that, that whisper of, of forgiveness was a common thread 
throughout all of all of all of my little hints God was dropping, you know, through like I said, through a sermon or or my scripture or a devotion I was doing, whatever, like I, there was just this constant thread of forgiveness. And that um and again, I had I was blessed with with my stepdad and 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 my mom who was a huge help to me. So they're a large part of yeah. my Daddy Gary. Right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and, and my dad, he, uh, he is living for God, you know, mm-hmm. and he himself has kind of helped my healing process too. Cause he, he was on his own journey of healing, you know, and, and he still has his bad days and or, or down days as we all do. Um, but he, he leans, on God and grace. So I feel like we've kind of made our journey together. Um, <clears throat> I'm still not a master. I still deal with things. I st- things still bubble up, but, um, so yes, I, I, I learned that, um, that forgiveness is possible. Um, but there are some days where it feels completely and totally impossible. It does. And forgiveness is, I've learned that we, we love to get it. You know, we love to get forgiveness from others or forgiveness from God and, and God so easily gives it, you know, he, he so easily gives it and we so love to receive it, but we are so slow to give it. And we don't realize that, if we don't give it, if we don't give forgiveness openly and freely, like God does something very heavy starts to form in your spirit, in your soul, and, and, and it becomes who you are and you can't move freely and you can't operate freely. You can't even, be, you can't even walk through your day operating like a victorious being that we're meant to be because that that feeling of what what's happened is when you don't give because okay god himself came down and shed his blood to to forgive us to save us and we are supposed to be that open vessel open vessel where that, that forgiveness just flows. It's just supposed to flow. And when we don't, when we stop it, it becomes heavy because it's just sitting. It's just sitting on us. And the moment that we, we relinquish everything, we relinquish that hurt and that bitterness, it flows. Like it just flows through you. It's like a river. It just flows through you. And, and, and that weight is completely lifted and something in you shifts and you can't, you can walk victoriously and you're a thousand pounds lighter because we are we're being who we're called to be first and foremost but then we're offering we're operating in the fruits of the spirit and 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 when we become that we become more like him which is what we're supposed to be right we're supposed to be christ-like um and i feel like if we can do all the things we can we can we can work in church or we can witness or we can, we can teach Bible studies, but if we have unforgiveness and we are slow to give forgiveness, mm-hmm. then we're, la- we're, we're lacking. 
you know. Because you can do all the things. Yeah. Oh, I do not want, and I think I said this on the last uh, talk, I do not want to get to the end of this and and somebody else and because of somebody else or because of the lack of me forgiving mm-hmm. uh, I lose out on eternity. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That Well, that's exactly right. I, I believe wholeheartedly that if you have unforgiveness in your heart, you, you will not walk through those gates. You know, I, 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 tro- I, tr- I truly believe it. I truly do. Yeah. And it definitely I, has been a thing on this, you know, as I'm talking about this journey, um, it, forgiveness is the thing. And I believe that God is like telling us as the church, you have to forgive. Right. Well, because he says, and and I heard this preached recently, but in Ephesians 4 and 32, it says to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And, and, and I feel like to be apostolic and and I don't feel like it, we know it. And I, and again, I've heard it, but to be apostolic is, is to be kind and tenderhearted. And that couples Mm-hmm. that's birth I believe through forgiveness right. I don't think we can truly embody kindness and be tender-hearted if we're if we're just it's we're so quick to hold on to that you right. know um because being being tender-hearted and 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 kind and loving it comes so easy right. when you don't hold on to anything right. you know right in my and I, experience and girl I just had thought and this, I know this is the Holy Spirit when Ananias was praying mm-hmm. and he had just witnessed Stephen being murdered. Yeah. God gave him a dream to go mm-hmm. save Paul, who was Saul, you know. Right. And Ananias was like, at first he said, no. Mm-hmm. But then, he said, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. he submitted to God's will. And if he would allow bitterness or anger or frustration, because I mean, just witnessing something like this, something just so traumatic. And then you want me to go pray with him? You want me to go pray for him? Mm -hmm. You want me to go, you know, Mm -hmm. give him what I got? And he just murdered my friend. He just murdered my partner. It speaks to how God operates right? and how we need to lay aside our weights and yep. our sins. Because if we lay it aside, God can use us to help our family. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, your family, your, your relationship with your dad is stronger, mm-hmm. you know, because you had to lay it aside. And mm-hmm. how many of us we are in disobedience because if we don't forgive and we don't just let it go, we're missing out on an opportunity for someone's soul to be reached. Because if it right. wasn't for Ananias, Paul wouldn't be here or we yeah. wouldn't have got the, the epistles. We yeah. wouldn't have got those letters. If it yeah. wasn't for Ananias stepping out of his own, you know, comfort zone to do that. Yeah. We wouldn't That's have it. Paul. Yeah. 
That's exactly right. Well, and I, um, I, I know for, for me, and this is what something God has, has even, even like more as recent as in the last few weeks, God has shown me that everything he does, everything he does is with the intent of reaching someone, everything he does, um, whether he, he is, he's loving on us a little bit or, or every experience, every word, every encounter, everything he's orchestrated in my life is for the simple intent of reaching someone. Mm -hmm. And I think when we can, when we, when we truly just let that settle, you know, and we really dwell on that for just a second it's quite humbling, you know, because you ask your you ask yourself like, well, Lord, like who am I? Like, shame on me. Yeah. Truly, shame on me to be willing to hold on to something that, yes, and 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 to us it is big, you know. Um, walking through a lot, walk, walking through the things that I had to walk through or see the things that I had to see. Um I should never, I should have never had to see they're big. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that I'm not downgrading anything. I mean, cause we all have been through some traumatic yeah. events, but um, I, I feel like we're just doing ourselves an injustice. If, if we allow the enemy to lie to us and, and we're keeping ourselves in bondage when we don't, just let it go because we have the key we we have the key to our victory and our freedom we hold that and I know it's just it's so it's so hard and again it feels almost impossible for for some situations to let that go but it really is just that simple because you can give freedom but that doesn't mean that you have to have relationships right to offer forgiveness does not give them the opportunity to have a relationship. I've told people this before that have dealt with the same things with a parent, just because you forgive them does not mean that you're saying, okay, you're back in my life. Right. No, that does not mean that at all. It just, you don't, you don't have to have them in your inner circle, yeah. but you do have of their soul and you do have to be kind and you do have to let the love and mercy and grace of God flow through you, but you don't have to talk to them every day, you know? But I think that's, I think sometimes we, we, we think that maybe, maybe that's what some people's like reservation is, is because, well, if I forgive them, that means I have to let them back in my life. That's not the case, you know? No, I just said we forgive them because he forgave us. Right. And it's not giving the other person the upper hand. And I think that that's, that, that, that right there is my struggle because mm-hmm. I think that in, if I forgive, then that means that I agree with what they did, or I believe that God agrees with what they did. And it's just because I find myself, I'm like, I apologize all the time. And and I'm like, God, why why can't they apologize? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's their turn, God. Yeah, it's like, why do I gotta keep doing it? Why I gotta keep apologizing? Right. And all God said, I didn't ask. 
them. I ask you. That's you right. Know, you That's are right. the one to hold up my standard. And my mm-hmm. standard is saying, you apologize. If you messed up, you apologize first. Or you speak on something or you, you know, you say how you feel, but you don't get to hold it. You know, you don't get to hold that in. You don't mm-hmm. need to keep that in. And so, you know, God's standard is forgiveness. And so, right. you know, they may not do it because they don't live by the same standard. So I can't hold right. them to that either. Yeah. <sighs> That's exactly right. I, I, I read something a while back. I was studying on forgiveness because I know. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I do not struggle with it at all. I feel like in a lot of ways, like I give it, be- <laughs> I give it before I should. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I just let things roll off me now. I can just, I'm just like, you're, you're beating me black and blue. Like, even like someone told me the other day he's like someone can literally have beat your heart black and blue and all you do is reach out and love you know um now sometimes I get frustrated I'll be completely transparent but I I just let it I just let it roll off but I read something the other day because again I know I've walked through what I've walked through for other people so I study forgiveness and I really want to make sure like I I embody that narrative, you know, mm-hmm. and when I'm around someone, I exemplify the spirit of forgiveness, you know. Yeah. Um, but it said, it said that um, offering forgiveness does not make us a, a doormat. Like we're not, we're not a doormat for. It doesn't mean if we're quick to forgive, it, it doesn't mean that we're letting people stomp all over us or yeah. walk all over us. And I think that's what it, it, some people now you, you come across as being weak yeah, that way. And, and it's not like you, you are embodying Christ mm-hmm. when, when you are quick to forgive. And I, I think that's something that we, as, um, as Christians or apostolics have to be mindful of that we, we are to be Christ-like and, and, and just because again, just because we, we forgive easily is not saying that, that we are doormats. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought that was funny when I read that the other day. <sighs> oh, that's, that's good. That's good. Because uh, like I said, some of us, we just, that week, that weakness is just like, uh-uh, you ain't finna get over on me again. <laughs> you know, it's that, Go ahead. No, it's that saying like, fool me once, shame on right. me. Fool me twice, right. shame on me. You're not gonna do it no more. So. I know, I know. Well, and just because we forgive does not mean that we we are not aware and and we can we can shield ourselves too from a lot of we can we can we can shield ourselves from a lot of hurt because we 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 are aware, you know, we got to mm-hmm. be spiritual. Um but I I a recommendation to you like a practical is when I I I I pray the Lord's prayer every day just because, I mean, that, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, but when I was walking through my journey, or at least just starting that process of emotional healing um, and mental healing, honestly, like it really is, it's, it's a mental thing. I didn't realize it um, until 
a few years into my journey, how um, mentally stressed I was, you yeah. know, and now how mentally broken I was. Um, so I, I don't know if I've read it somewhere or if, or if I've just heard it prayer, cause you know, in, I, in our apostolic faith, we hear you got to pray that tabernacle plan. Like it's, it's what we hear all the time. Pray yes. that tabernacle plan. And I do, I do that. I do that every day. And oh my, I, me and the Lord have, we, we have some amazing God moments, you know? Um, but in the beginning of my journey, I, I really honed in on that Lord's prayer in Matthew six. And, and that's what I pray. I started praying and, and again, I still pray it every single day. And a large portion of that is on confession and forgiveness. Yeah. And, and when I really started praying it with intent and complete transparency, yeah. that alone started shifting my thinking, you know, um, because you, that is the Lord's prayer. That is what he was telling his disciples. This is how, this is what you do. This is what you pray over yourself every day. And, you know, forgive us, you know, and, and help us to forgive them. And, yeah. and, and it's truly powerful if you are really being honest with yourself and, and with God when you when you pray those words and it will it will shift your your way of thinking entirely. Yeah. Speak to the young woman or young man who is struggling with their relationship with their dad. Or, yeah. And their dad may not be in that. Is it? Mm reconciliation phase right that what the word yeah. Is? yeah 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 and that um he's not acting he's not remorseful he's not there he's not you know he's just still who he is and mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and it's unfortunate because uh <laughs> what what's sad is that truly it's heartbreaking when i think about it um some some parents may not ever get there yeah and I think I think is it is it it's important in those moments to first and foremost rely on your one true heavenly father um because he's never gonna let us down you know he's he's always going to be there and I think and you do that by um by getting into the word because they're love letters, you know, the word of God is um, it's, it's a love letter to you. And, and that, sorry, I get emotional when I, when I think about this, because um, it is, it's dear to my heart um, that to think, to think that God cared enough for me Mm -hmm. and, and, and for you and, and for those that, that don't have that, that connection that we were intended to have is he gave us this incredible gift with the word of God. And, and so you, you can, you can lean and, um, and I heard someone say it or I read it the other day, but not, we, we always say like we lean on God, we lean on the presence of God. And I, I read something that we are to lean into the grace of God and his word. 
And I love that because when you lean into it, you're consumed by it. Yeah. It, it, it surrounds you. It becomes who you are. And, and in my process, I learned to lean into God and, and his spirit and his word. And um, again, my story is different because I do have a relationship with my father and I was truly blessed with, with my, um, my daddy, Gary, everybody likes calling for daddy, Gary. Um, he, he is, he is my rock. He is, he is my rock. Um, but for those that do not have that God, God is who that is. And, and, and honestly, that's who God, that's who God wants to be. God, he is, he is truly my shelter. Um, but I have, I have an earthly an earthly father that I'm blessed with, but he is my heavenly father and he is my rock. And that's what he is supposed to be um, for those that don't have that connection with someone here. Um, and then again, and then also, so the word and, and, the, and prayer, um, prayer is vital because we all know, like, if I didn't talk to you as often as we did, we wouldn't have the connection that we have. Right. Um, and like I said earlier, we always accuse God of never talking to us, never speaking to us. And that is such a lie. But a lot of times we're so consumed by our unforgiveness or we're so consumed by what we're intaking, whether it be social media or um, whatever. We're just consumed. Our thoughts are consumed and everything is so loud and it's just everywhere that we, we we're not emptying of ourselves through fasting and through prayer and through reading the word we're not emptying to hear from God because he's always speaking come on he's always speaking we're just not being quiet enough to listen um and then I think the last thing to really um to never forget is to find a mentor find someone in your life that can speak life to you mm-hmm. um I that 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 was my parents and that was my pastors. Um, I've had, I have had some incredible pastors in my life um, from brother Fout to my current pastor uh, who um, both of which I could I would not be who I am without. Mm-hmm. And I only sat under my current pastor for a couple of years, but he has, he has helped me so much. And then my parents, um, I would be nothing without them. <laughs> so I have people yourself, you know, and, and my cousin, Jessica, I, I love, I love, I love everyone in my life, but there's only a certain few, um, that I, I really learned to lean on. So I think if, if you are reading the word, you're praying and you find yourself a mentor, um, you, you can get past the hurt. Cause again, you, your parent may not ever, ever get to that point where you are reconciling you know that may not ever happen um but through these pathways you can forgive and you can have a life abundantly um and a meaningful life and and who knows maybe your road will lead you on a path where you can reconcile but if it doesn't if it doesn't you've at least can walk in peace and, and grace and comfort and victory, knowing that you've given great, you've given forgiveness freely. And, and there's something, there's something powerful 
in that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I don't have to say nothing else because she done preached on this here uh, (laughs) interview today. (laughs) I don't know. She knows it's it's near to my heart. So this, it's easy for me to talk about. Hey, that's it, y'all. We're going home. No, but that was so good. I, I mean, I can't say anything else. The word, what what we say, reading the word, getting into getting into that word because those are the letters. Look, you speaking to me. <laughs> and then mentors are pastors. Yes. You know, so important. And one thing about Brother Fowl and even your pastor now, Brother Ross, is genuine, genuine people. And the one thing that I learned about Brother Fowl and as a person who is going through um, healing is that he is a safe space. Yes. You know, I told him the other day, I was like, I, I'm starting to trust him and Mm -hmm. I've already kind of, you know, but Mm -hmm. the things that he's doing now with us and with me and, and just opening myself up to that relationship is what I'm trying to say, like being open to those relationships, because God will, he will bring them, but we have to be able to receive them, and if you're willing, if you're so bound, like you said, if you're so, you know, in unforgiveness, and distrust, and you're not really walking in it, then you're going to miss out on some good relationships, on some godly relationships, that you need to help you in your walk. Yeah. But yeah, because us as mentors, um, I have I have been incredibly blessed to to be a mentor for people that have stood exactly where I'm at. And what we what we tend to forget is is those mentors are God loving you. Mm-hmm. It, it's not those people. You know, yeah. yeah, but they're vessels, you know, God, because God doesn't always have to speak an audible word, you know, yeah. out of the clear blue sky. Like he, we're his hands and feet. He uses us. And when we keep someone at arm's length, just because we don't, we choose not to trust based off of past experiences, um, we're, we're, we're telling God, no, I don't have time for you because he's loving through them and he's reaching through mm-hmm. them and we we have to I can't stress it enough you have to have people like that in your life that um that live that's that this is the key they they live this word you know and and, and they they have that one-on-one connection with God and and they can walk into a room and you just feel you yeah. just feel him. You just feel God in the room. You got to surround yourself yeah. with people. Ooh. Can you speak on that living, living that they live this word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. Oh Lord. Cause there's, I've read something the other day and it, and we may have talked about this recently, but um, there is a difference in uh, like tapping into the spirit of God and, and truly walking into walking in the spirit. And, um, I 
that was so profound to me. And, and I have been blessed to be surrounded by people that genuinely, genuinely walk in the spirit of God. And, and I think to, to, to win in that is, is consecration, you know, and that comes through prayer and fasting, right? I mean, that's the only way to accomplish that. And, and if, if your mentor, now, again, we may not ever know when they're fasting because the Bible says, keep that in between you and him, uh, that in confidence between you and him, don't let your brother know what you're doing or, um, but if, if you have someone that you confide in that doesn't by all appearances, doesn't consecrate their self before God, you might want to keep looking. <laughs> You know, when it comes to spiritual things, now you have mentors in your secular world. Like for my career, I've had people yeah. that I went to for as a yeah. mentor to help push me along in my career. But when it comes to the most important things, you know, yeah. your, your walk with God, your salvation, your, your kingdom work, your ministry, you, you got to have, you got to have people. And then I think we also have to transition to where we become those people yeah. where, we, um, we are daily, I mean, every aspect of our lives, we're being kingdom oriented. We're walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, lately pastor has been on us about like, become mindful of what does prayer praying without ceasing mean? What does that mean? Really? You know, mm-hmm. and we, and, and, and I feel lately, you know, when he, when he kind of challenged us with that, I, I think it's um, every, every aspect of our life, everything that we do, are we seeking God about it? Like right. when, when we, when we walk into work or when we walk into school or we walk into target, are, are we, are we mindful? Are we telling God, okay, order my steps, God, like there's someone here that needs you. There's something, there's someone I got to say something to, you yeah. know, hold my tongue, God, keep my spirit, right. Keep my attitude, right. You know, um, I think, and that, that's what walking, you know, walking in the spirit and, and, and instead of just tapping into it, cause I don't want to be someone who just taps into it. Cause then you're just living moment by moment, you know, yeah. I want to, fun. no, it's not, it's not fun. I, I want to feel God orchestrating everything yeah. that I'm doing, you know, um and that's when you know you're winning when when that happens and who doesn't want to win right you know (laughs) i want to win oh well this been good this well well, thank you for having me i had fun (laughs) i had fun do you have any last words to this subject like do you have anything um no, I, I mean, I think, I think as long as we can, we can get the message out that because of, of, of what's been handed to us per se does not define, you know, who we are um, and that Christ loves us more than anything. Right. And, and that he does, he does, he does send us signs or, or grace or whatever, you know, and, and to don't let the enemy fool us, you know, and wreak havoc on our mind and 
walk victoriously and walk in that life abundant that he promised us, you know? Um, but that's really, that's all I got to say. And you can do it. There's hope. There's always hope. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. And there is so much hope out there. And, you know, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just excited because this was good. Well, thanks. Thank so you. I thank you, Summer, for joining me today, tonight, thank today. You. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> lose track. We lose track. Um, no, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yes. Good conversation. So again, y'all who tune in, if this is, you know, um, if this has touched you in any way, Summer, how can people get in touch with you? Where are you at, girl? <laughs> um, so I would say the easiest way to get me truly, and I'm always open to conversation. I I I love I love talking with anything with anybody about anything but especially with all things God you know I love that I love that I am an encourager by nature um that's who I am so if you need some encouragement you can find me at um sgood5188 at gmail.com and that is s-g-o-o-d-e there's an e on the end yes it is s-g-o-o-d-e 5188 at gmail.com and I would be so glad to talk with you. Yes. And is she on Facebook too? Yes. And I am, like I said, I you can find me also at Pentecostals of Lake Charles here in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yes. My Lake Charles family. Woo-hoo. That's right. Woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I just want to thank you for joining me, my friend, my sister, my just mentor everything all the things and i'm just so grateful for you and and our friendship yes i love you too (laughs) and grateful for you